This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs is in his 41st year as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. I wanted to tell you what a great service you provide to this community. I listen to your show every week. Thank you for what you do for our community, for all the parents, coaches, and athletes. And now, here's your host, rated one of the best therapists in Kansas City, Missouri, by OnlineTherapy.com, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and this is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810, WHB, here in Kansas City. I'm here every week, as you know. We get into your mind, your attitude. We talk about sports psychology on this show, and it's a fun show because I try to interact with you, our callers, and get into discussions about mindsets and focus and preparation. Oh, yeah, confidence, that that one word that means a little bit to everybody if you play sports. What is confidence? How do you get it? How do you lose it? You know, I've been in practice for 41 years. I'll be starting my 42nd year in in, in two months, which is just bizarre to believe. Um, Behind my 50-year high school reunion in September, too. That's even weirder. a proud graduate of Shawnee Mission North, that it'll be the 100th anniversary of the school this year, by the way. And I love sports. If you, if you listen to the show, you know I enjoy playing sports, working with athletes, doing the show. Sports has, has been so much a big part of my life for so long. And hopefully will be till I'm not here anymore. And I've been doing this show for... Well, I've been on the radio for 31 years here at Sports Radio 810 WHB for 20. And the purpose of this show is to, is to help you mentally, psychologically, emotionally deal with the issues in sports, whatever they might be. One of the things that I've noticed in my practice more and more now, and I've talked about this lately, is the, the increase of sports injuries amongst young kids. And they're getting younger and younger. I mean, 10 and 11-year-olds are getting repetitive use injuries. And I've got all these young teenagers, I mean, 13, 14, 15-year-olds that I'm seeing now who are recovering from surgeries, like torn ACLs, torn labrums. And it, it brings up the, the topic in my mind, why? Because this, this wasn't happening five years ago, maybe I would get somebody here or there that would come in with a sports injury like that. Now, this past week, I had seven people in my office, seven teenage athletes who are recovering from surgery, serious surgeries. And I have two that weren't in this week who I'm seeing who are also recovering from surgery. So why is this happening? Well... I mean, injuries happen. If you play sports, injuries happen. Years ago, 
And I love to tell the story. My producer, Blake Schneider, who, who is here every week, does a great job, will love this story. Years ago, I had the, uh, it was the Dr. Andrew Jacobs Psychology Hour before I came over here to Sports Radio 810 WHB, and I did a show about obesity and asked people to call up who, who were overweight. And why are you, if you're more than 50 to 80 pounds overweight, why are you overweight? And this one lady called up. Blake's smiling as I'm telling this story already. So this one lady called up and says, well, Dr. Jacobs, I listen to you every week. Love your show. I sit on the couch and eat a giant bag of Lay's potato chips. And I said, oh, okay. Well, are you, are you overweight? She goes, people would call me pleasantly plump. I'm five foot two and weigh about 250. And so, yes, yeah, she was more than pleasantly plump. I said, why do you exercise? She goes, oh, God, no, I don't exercise. People who exercise glisten. Glisten? Yes, they perspire. I don't like perspiring. You know, so we had a nice little conversation and ended it, but I'm like, I felt sorry for her because it's like, and she goes, and people who exercise, they get hurt. They get injured. I don't want to get injured. Well, I said, well, you probably should see your doctor about what you're doing by eating a giant bag of Lay's potato chips every week and not exercising because all the research proves that exercise is important. Well, we have, what do you like? Do you like that, Blake? Did you like that? Okay. So youth sports has grown into this gigantic multi-billion dollar industry. And there are leagues, and if you're listening right now, if you have a, a son or daughter, you've probably had them playing a sport at five, six, or seven, or been encouraged to sign up for the team at school, or get on the rec team. That's great. It's great to get on these teams and play sports. I mean, it's wonderful. But what we're seeing now, and the research is proving it, is it's not that we're getting kids signed up to play sports, but we're getting them to start to specialize in one sport before they're 10. And there's a lot of pressure on a lot of kids to just play one sport because they're told, well, you've got a lot of skills. You've got a lot of ability. You know, if you keep this up, you might get to play in high school, let alone college or beyond. You might get to play in high school. I'm, I'm hearing this from people all the time. Do you have to start specializing in sports at seven and eight and nine to play in high school? Has it gotten that bad? In some ways, it has. You know, not only are there coaches, there are all kinds of physical trainers, mental trainers, all kinds of people out there to work with young kids. I've got, let's see, a 12-year-old boy who works out three times a week with a private coach, a basketball coach, and does intense hour-and-a-half workouts. You know, why? Well, I want to play in college. Okay, well, is it fun? Sometimes. It shouldn't be sometimes. It should be fun all the time. So I'd like to open up our phone lines and get your thoughts on this. Our phone number, as always, is 913-3810-810. Do you think your son or daughter should specialize in a sport? And what age do you think they should do it in? 
When should that start? Should it be eight or nine? Should it be 10 or 11? Should, should, or should they even do it? I'd like to hear from you if you're a parent. When did your son or daughter start specializing? When did they quit? When did they quit sports? You know, the research has shown that the majority of kids end up quitting sports by the time they're 12 or 13 because they're burned out. The research is showing this now. Why should you be burned out playing sports at 12 or 13? Because the pressure to have to play, to have to go to all these practices, and to play one sport all the time. All right, sports specialization, is it good or bad? I want to hear from you. Number is 913-3810-810. On sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs, run leader in sports, sports radio 810 WHB. Give me a call and let's talk. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm here on our sports best sports station in the country, Sports Radio 810 WHB. I'm here every Sunday morning from 7 to 8, and we get into the world of sports psychology here, and I'd love to hear from you. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. I'm talking about sports specialization. When should it start? Should it start? What age should kids start specializing? And why is it bad? Because so many kids are burned out and quitting sports by 12 and 13. All right, our phone number is 913 913- Three eight ten eight ten. Let's talk to James. James, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning. How you doing? James, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? We'll try one more time. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? James, are you? All right, James, call us back. We somehow lost you, and we'll get you back on here. One more time. James, are you there? Nope. All right, James, give us a call back. 913-3810-810 is the number. So here's, here's the thing. We're seeing an increase in, in kids' sports injuries at younger and younger ages from repetitive use. And the pressure to have to start getting good at an early age, what I'm seeing is getting stronger and stronger because the pressure to have to, quote, play and be able to play in high school. If you want to play in high school, you need to start specializing it, you know, when you're Nine or ten. I just don't think that's healthy. I know the research has found that if you play multiple sports, team sport, individual sport, it builds your confidence, it builds a variety of, of, of great characteristics about yourself. And just specializing in one thing, repetitive use ends up in injuries, ends up in burnout. All right, 913 and 10 is our number. Let's go back to James. James, are you here? Hey, I'm here. How you doing? Okay, thanks for calling in. Hey, sorry about that. Um, I think it's kind of, uh, I had five kids growing up, or my younger ones as they grew up. Uh, they actually played in multiple sports, and they actually played at the higher levels. And I think with the extra sports that they played, it actually helped them in the other. Like when they did some softball in the summer, it helped them with their stuff in the, you know, when they got into the fall. And then same with basketball, and then same with they played uh, track and field, you know, at the end of the year. So I think it's 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 actually beneficial to do multiple sports because they played in high school and actually made it all the way to college. Was there pressure on any of them? Well, five kids, good for you, and and you probably are now taking Maalox after all those those years. But um, oh yeah, yeah, I got a lot of gray hairs now. <laughs> um. Was there pressure um, from any 
coaches or, or other parents to have one of your kids just play that one sport year-round because, quote, they were so good. If they played it year-round, they, they would be really, really good. Did you ever get that pressure? Uh, yeah, so when he was probably 12 years old, uh, he actually played on a, a really high-end football team in the fall, but his baseball coach wanted him to play fall baseball because he also took pitch, pitching lessons during the summer. But he knew that fall came around, James would play football, James Jr. So he wasn't, you know, he wasn't too happy about it, but I told him he's not going to specialize because he's too young. You know, he, he actually went to college and played football. He played two years of uh, football in college, so... I think football was his sport. I mean, he was good at basketball, probably not tall enough. He was good at baseball. But I think baseball, he got burned out in high school. He just, it wasn't fun for him anymore. Why? So he more or less. Why do you think he got burned out? On baseball? Yes, sir. Just the practices and, and some of the politics. I mean, there's a lot of politics, you know, with any sports. But it's, you know, donations and different things and he just he just got burnt out on baseball, and he, he used that time to actually lift and get stronger for football. And so how old was he when he got burned out on baseball? Uh, he was a junior in high school. All right, so he played quite a bit. Did yeah, you... oh yeah, he played AAA and AAA major growing up from 12 all the way till high school. Did you ever get, uh, the right word's pressure, but encouragement, we could say pressure, we could say encouragement, um, from coaches to have one of your kids just play that sport year-round because think how good they could be if they did it year-round? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you get that quite a bit. But uh, as we told them, you know, we, you got to let them, you know, you got to let the kids grow. And if you overdo it, I think it burns them out to where they really don't want to do it. I've seen kids that he played with that their dads, that's all they did year-round. They would go to camps. They would go, to, And by the time they got to high school, they quit. They didn't even play anymore. They weren't playing baseball. Same with some because they just weren't burnt out. They didn't want to do it because if you do something so much more than like like they're doing it more than we would do a job, and they would get burnt out to where they wouldn't want to do it anymore. And when they get to the high school age, they just they've had enough. How old are your kids now? Uh, My oldest is thirty-two, and then uh, my youngest just graduated college. from Ottawa University, she played basketball four years and also did track. Congratulations. And, and uh, are any, do any of them have kids? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We've got two grand and two, uh, two of them and then two more on the way. Well, congratulations to you, James. And, and what message are your kids saying to their kids? Uh, the same thing. You know, let them just kind of – what we always had is you, you know when your kid is – you can tell when they're ahead because we had to take them out of rec sports because you could tell they were too gifted to, you know, go up against rec athletes. Rec athletes is more for fun. Just go out there and have some fun. And and it's not so much about competition. It's about learning the sport. And then when you get to a certain level where your kids are actually going to hurt somebody else because they're in the upper levels, that's when you need to move them up. But it should but still be fun, though, shouldn't it? Yeah, it should be fun. It's still fun, but when they get into the competition, then it's about, you know, they like to win and, you know, have other girls of their same level. Because you, if you keep them in rec and you can tell your girls are above the other girls, then it gets not fun for them because they can tell, you know, they're playing with kids not their level. 
So that's when you, you know, move them up a little bit so they can kind of have fun playing with girls their own skill level. Well, I think you've 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 added added some really quality to the show today, and I I appreciate you calling. You know what? That's the reason I talked about this today because so many kids. I mean, sports is supposed to be fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I'm 67. I still play sports, and it's fun. But I I think the increase in it didn't. Let me say this question: Did any of your kids get any serious injuries? Yes. Actually, the the tallest one, which is the baby, she just turned 21. Her senior year of high school, a preseason basketball game, she tore her ACL. Yeah, only injury we've had through all our all our children. Well, you're fortunate. You're fortunate. Very, very fortunate. And it sounds but I was I was an athlete myself, and I stopped probably five years ago because my body just can't take the pounding no more. But it just was a thing that was kind of indoctrinated that if you just go out there and have a little fun doing what you're doing and enjoy it, it'll, it'll be funner for them because they, you know, they played the soccer, uh, the girls play volleyball, basketball, track and field, and softball, and then Junior f- played all three, the football. Well, basketball. it sounds like you handled it the right way, and it sounds like your kids benefited from it because they did a lot of different things, and they're healthy for it, and... Good for you, James. Listen, sir, thank you for calling in today. I really appreciate your call today. Absolutely. Thank you. You take care of yourself. Appreciate the call. You too. Bye-bye. All right. That frees up our lines here at 913-3810-810. I'd love to hear from you. If you're a parent, do your kids specialize in a sport? What age did they start? Was it good or bad for them? How do you feel about it? And did they burn out and quit? 913-3810-810 is the number. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Give me a call and let's talk. Good morning, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour, and I hope you're enjoying the show today. I'm talking about this topic, sports specialization. Should kids specialize in a sport? What age should they specialize if they should? And has your son or daughter been injured because they specialize in something they they got, got hurt from overuse? I'm seeing more and more kids in my office now, younger kids, with shoulder injuries, knee injuries, from overuse. And they're younger and younger now. I've got a number of teenagers coming into my office now who have had torn ACLs. And it's because they've just been playing one sport over and over and over and over. And the pressure to train year-round is there. So I'd like to hear from you. 913 is our number. Let's go to Steve. Steve, good morning, sir. How are you? Thank you, brother. Uh, uh, I was just on my way to the store and happened to have you on, and uh, so I just caught the end of your last segment. Uh, But I I am totally against. You do not specialize in a sport. Tell us why. Why do you feel that way? Well, I've, I've played, I've coached, I've managed. It tears the body down. And number one, a kid should be a kid. You know, have a chance also, like a I would have parents. I had one, uh, my one son. I played baseball. I played, I boxed. I played football. I ran trap. Did everything. Uh, My parents are great. Just put me into all sports. If we weren't playing a sport, we were encouraged to be doing. We had to be doing something else to to be a whole person. But 
in watching what it does when I started to see in the early 90s people starting to specialize on, oh, you've got to have your kid. Just if you want, if he's a baseball player, he's just got to play baseball. If he's a football player, he's just got to play football. Uh, they don't; they're not well-rounded. Um, I one parent I had their kid loved to play basketball. I said, "I want that child playing basketball during winter. I don't need him at our winter baseball workouts because he's going to learn to do foot drills." He's going to learn side-to-side lateral movements. And he was a middle infielder. I said, and he, he, he went on to be a phenomenal middle infielder in playing college baseball. So I'll get off my soapbox. Well, no, I think you're making a good point. And, you know, the reason I'm bringing this up is I'm seeing more and more kids, as I mentioned, who were with repetitive sports injuries. And the research, the research out there, which is still – fairly new because this is this is hasn't been going on that long but it's showing that if you just specialize in one thing you're at a young age you're going to end up getting hurt you're going to end up you know your body is still developing and that repetitive use wears that wears it down and i mean i'm 67 i ran i played tennis my whole life and i ran for 41 years and i can't do that anymore because my knees are shot from from all that from the pounding now i walk all right I mean, I, I don't want knee replacement, so I want to walk. But it, it, I'm 67. It's one thing if you're 13 because you've been, you know, playing basketball, doing all these drills for the last seven years. And I'm seeing that more and more. So you're against it. Now, what do you, what do you say, though, Steve, if you have a coach who says, no, no, you got to practice year-round, you got to do this all the time if you want to make the high school team? Well, that's where I had a lot of kids come to play for me. You know, and I coached uh, once my son was in. I coached, I'll let you know, I'm not afraid to say it, uh, uh, a Pike squad in Blue Springs, Missouri. Uh, they wanted to come play for us. And I got a lot of the high school coaches. They wanted, uh, you need to go to Blue Springs South or Green Valley High School. And the football coach at Green Valley High School at that time, they wanted them to play for us. Be- because? Uh, because they wanted them to be well-rounded. And they wanted them to enjoy the experience, uh, you know, because at the end of the you know, the four years we ran the program, we won our district title every year. We won our zone title every year. We went to the state final four every year. And the high school, the Grain Valley High School football program said, we want those kids to enjoy that part. And even though they were having their drills at that, at that time, they said, We'll be fine with it. You just, you go, and uh, we want them, they'll be a better, well-rounded athlete. Well, you're talking about well-rounded, and I use the word balance in my in my work. You know, what, what does balance mean? It doesn't mean everything's equal. It means there's a time and place for everything. And when it comes to youth sports, I, I think kids are, are, are better off. And, and I want to get your thought on this before I let you go, Steve. Years ago, when I was KU's first sports psychologist, I worked with a basketball team, and I've mentioned this on the air a number of times. Uh, I had a long conversation with Larry Brown once, and the basketball coach at KU and, and many other places as well. And he told me, he said, he said, Andy, kids should play a team sport and an individual sport growing up. And they shouldn't just play one, they should play several. And he goes, you play a team sport because you learn about sharing and getting along with teammates. And you play an individual sport because you learn about confidence. 
And, you know, that was back in 1983 when he told me that, and I, I've shared that many times, and I think nothing could be more, more straightforward than that. And the more people that you can meet and the more things that you can be involved in and absorb make you a better, rounded person for the world. And, that, brother, that's what we're running short on now. Well, I won't disagree uh, with you on that, my friend. Well, we, we, you know, decency and respect has gone out the window the last few years, and we need to do a better job of that. Listen, thank you so much for, for calling. I appreciate your thoughts. And, uh, Take care, and, and congratulations on all the good things you've done. Now, I enjoy You know what? Enjoy life and enjoy each other and just have respect for each other. Couldn't agree with you more. Take care, Steve. Thank you so much. All right, that frees up our lines here at 913-3810-810. My topic today is this sports specialization. Is it good or bad? What are your thoughts? There are people who think it is good, obviously, because a lot of people do it. So I'd like to get your thoughts on that. If you are a coach, when do you think a, a young athlete should start specializing in one thing? Or do you think they even should? 913 is the number. If you are a parent, do you feel pressure? Here's, a, here's another aspect of this. Do you feel pressure to have your kids just play baseball year-round, do, you know, when the season ends in August, then play fall ball. Then they, you know, fall ball ends the end of October. But then, do you have them go work with their hitting coach or their pitching coach all winter before everything gets started back again in February? And do does that take the priority over maybe playing basketball or playing football or swimming or tennis or something else? I mean, do you feel that pressure if your if your son or daughter plays basketball? Okay, you know, there's there's this pressure now, and, and I and I shared this story. I've got a, I've got a young lady I've worked with for a number of years. Wonderful family, wonderful people. And after she'd seen me for been working on things for about a year, a lot of different things, she said, "Doc," and she was going before her junior year in high school. She goes, "Doc, I I don't want to play basketball anymore." I said, "Really? Why?" She goes, "You know." I don't remember the last time I had any time off. Well, this is early August. Figured out she'd gone two straight years, basically, without taking any time off. Other than a, a week here or there. For, like, Christmas break or something. And I said, why not? She goes, well, you know, I have, I had my club team, and then I had my school team, and then I have my club practices, and then I have school practices. And so her parents come in the next session we talked about, and I said, listen, let's come to a decision she's going to take a month off. Well, this is right before high school, her junior year. Her high school coach was, to put it bluntly, ticked at me because she told him. And he called me up and sort of berated me. He goes, this is the star of our team. You're going to cause us. I said, no, I'm not. She needs time off, sir. She's burned out. Well, she came back and played and played great and was, was, was happy because she took that time off. I think there's got to be that balance in your life if you're a parent and you've got kids playing sports. When you say no, when you say yes. All right, I'd love to hear from you if you're a parent, you're a coach, or you're an athlete. When should, when, should sports specialization even happen? And if so, what age do you think it should? And is it good or bad? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. Love to hear from you. We've got a wide open phone board. 
Love to get your thoughts on this. Give me a call and let's talk. Good morning, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB. You know, my shows are podcasted on my website, winnersunlimited.com. They're also on all the podcast apps everywhere. And I encourage you to get your friends to listen to these. I've got over 10 years of podcasts on my website. And with, I think it seems like we talked about just about everything on there. And I know a lot of people, I get phone calls from people all over the country that listen to, to these shows and enjoy the topics we bring up. And I'd love to hear from you. If you have a topic you'd like me to talk about, feel free to give me a call at my office, 816-561-5556, or send me an email at my website, drj at winnersunlimited.com. Love to get your thoughts on that. And I would love to hear from you today. We have plenty of time to get some more calls in here. The t- our topic today is sports specialization. When should or should kids specialize in one sport? What are your thoughts on that as a parent? Do you feel pressure to have your kids play one sport year-round because you're told by coaches or other people, boy, they're really skilled. If they work on that all the time, they're going to get really good. Do you think it's good or bad? 913-3810-810. Obviously, a lot of people think it's good because a lot of people do it year-round. But what I'm seeing are more and more young athletes from repetitive use, just doing one sport all the time, getting hurt and getting injured. So, for many ways... I don't think it's healthy. I think there should be balance. I think it's good to play multiple sports, team sport, individual sport. And when do you start to specialize in one thing? Probably 13, 14. That would be the age, I think, when if you want to, you know, really just focus on one, that's the time to do it. But I still think you should play other things then too. But the emphasis could be on one. All right, 913 is the number. Let's go to Zach. Zach, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you doing this morning? Good. Thanks for calling in. No problem, man. Hey, I've got a take on this. You just kind of hit on the age 13, 14. Um, that's, that's a good age to start narrowing it down. Um, I have two sons. One's in high school, one's in middle school now. Uh, I've coached both of them for years. Um, it, my oldest boy now, is he's really going through burnout. He's getting ready to go uh, to be a junior. Um, and, not, you know, he kind of doesn't know if he wants to play baseball anymore because you can't hardly get anything done in life and play three sports at the high school level. You know, and I think that's a problem, too. Just aside from the injury aspect of it, um, it's just these kids aren't having time to do anything with all the summer camps, um, the practices, obviously, you know, just in trying to keep up with life. Well, you, excuse it, me, you, Zach, you just hit on something there I want to talk to you about. Okay. that That is something that has been going on for a while, but it's more more prominent now. High school ends in May, right? Or school ends in May, basically. And if you're in high school, then you've got high school practices starting in June. And then you got to practice June and July. You may have a couple, there's a dead week period in there, but you've got summer camps you have to go to. And if you don't go to the summer camps, what's the coach's perspective of you? Absolutely. And with where we're from, yeah, we're north of Kansas City here about an hour, uh, you know, as soon as baseball season was over and we made a run 
uh, estate run. So, you know, we're, we're almost in June, and that coach wants the boys to play uh, summer ball together for the month of June. And there's also weights, football weights in the morning. And then there was basketball camps. And, you know, my son is just – and he wants to work. So he's trying to, he's trying to work uh, a trade. He's wanting to be a, a home builder. So he's doing that too. So right? what? So what are you? Okay. So Zach, what are you guys doing? How are you handling that? Because you're hitting he, on a topic that thousands of people have to deal with as yeah, well. He gave. I let him choose. I told him it's summer. I'll let you choose. And I had his back with the high school coaches, but he chose to not do the basketball uh, camps and the little league they got in. And, and he was a starter at a 4A school uh, as a sophomore last year. You know, so that's kind of a big deal for him not to do that and not to play summer baseball and he was a varsity baseball player as a sophomore so uh, both the coaches it, it, it took a little bit of talking but they were understanding and my son's been having tendonitis in the knee because he doesn't get any rest so you know and now it's starting to feel better too okay um, so let me ask you when you uh did he speak to the coaches and did you participate in that or how did that go i i made him address the coaches as a man Okay, you know, good. His decision, you'll do it, but I've got your back. You know, as long as you're honest and forthright to the coaches. And how did and what did the, what did he say to each of them, and what did they say back to him? Well, the basketball coach is pretty understanding. Uh, he's fairly new up there. Baseball coach was I, I, he wasn't mad, but he really sees potential in him and wanted him to get a little more playing time going into his junior year, but ultimately. He kind of came to the conclusion when I spoke with him about it. He goes, listen, I don't want to force somebody to play. I want him to volunteer, I, you know. And, and so he, it took a little bit. I think he was aggravated. But so, so you had to get involved then? I, they, I spoke with him, yes. I didn't have to. I chose to. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I get I still I, think they're kids, right? I, you know, and talk to a, an adult for this generation, especially this generation, is, it's almost awkward if you talk to some kids these days. You know, so I want to make sure the message was put through clearly. But I did make sure my son addressed it himself. But I did want to make sure that it was done clearly and uh, with the right intent as well. Well, listen, Zach. First, thanks for calling in. I think you've I think you've handled this great, and congratulations on you having your son make the decision himself and speak up for himself because that'll help us confidence, obviously, and. You know, and and that's the time when they need to do it themselves. But uh, you're handling it the right way, and unfortunately, I mean, well, fortunately, you've got a son who's pretty good at a lot of things. But you know, you've got to make decisions that are best for his mental health and physical health as well. And oftentimes, that means having to give up something you may like, but you got to take a break from it. So I think you've done the right thing. Right on. Thank you. Thank you for your call, sir. You take care. All right, let's go next to Chip. Chip, good morning, Doctor Jacobs. How are you? Chip, are you there? Hello. Yeah, you're on yes, the air. Yes, I am. I apologize. Okay. Uh, I am a, a husband and father of three boys and one girl. I'm a retired coach in multiple sports. And I believe that the athletes um, want to uh, continue to play all sports uh, through high school. All sports will help them become uh, well-rounded personalities, both physically and mentally. They'll uh, be diverse in fellow players and fellow opponents in fellow coaches and in fellow leagues and communities will be involved. Um, they just need to uh, just expand themselves as 
best they possibly can to try to find out what they really, really want to do. What do you do when you have a coach who puts pressure on them to just play that sport year-round and go to, you know, summer, say basketball like our previous call, or go to summer practices when basketball season ends in March when they're doing other things? What do, what do you do? How, what do you encourage? You, you just have to expect that to happen. And, um, and that's and, not bad. That's, it's great that the coaches no, care. But, that's but, right. Right. But, what, is, but what do you do, though? Well, I, I just try to be understanding and say, okay, if that's the choice that you're going to make, then, then this is the opportunities that he might be missing out on or that he can go forward on. You know, the bottom line, you, you sort of hit on this. Years ago, I had a caller on this show. Her daughter was trying out, eighth grader, trying out for the high school dance team. And she made the team, and then the parents' meeting was the following week, and the coach in the parent meeting said, you know, we have mandatory practices in the summer, we have mandatory practices in the fall, we don't have a Thanksgiving or Christmas break because we practice. Well, this mom shared that they were going on her, the grandparents, the, the mom's parents' 50th wedding anniversary, they'd had a cruise planned for two years. The coach said, well, your daughter either goes on the cruises and off the team, or she's on the team and doesn't go on the cruise. Wow. Yeah. So they transferred her daughter to another school. She tried it for the dance team in another school, made the team, told the coach beforehand. The coach says, if you don't go on the cruise, I'll kick you off the team. Yeah. So, you know, we've got these issues with that pressure. Listen, sir, thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Thank so, you sounds very, like very you're handling much. things the right way. Thank you for your show. You're wonderful. Absolutely incredible. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. For, I appreciate that. You take okay. care. Bye-bye. Sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hope you enjoyed the show. Once again, please encourage people to listen to these podcasts. I get a lot of people to tell me, Doc, that's really helped. I'm glad you did this. I also am now doing a Facebook Live show on every other Monday night. Tomorrow, Dr. Neil Erickson, the Sporting KC team physician, as well as doing other things, will be on my show live. It's the Dr. Andrew Jacobs Sports Psychology Hour on Facebook. And we're going to talk about this issue and the injuries that happen. You can always get a hold of me at my website, winnersunlimited.com. Send me an email there, drjwinnersunlimited.com. Give me a call at 816-561-5556 at my office. Follow me on Twitter at drjsportspsych. Have a great week. Hope you enjoyed the show. Stay safe.